This is Ryan Watches a Movie, where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought. Going balls out in the lobby yard. Watching the Grumian crawl. Magi. Little kids got naked and had lots of sex. Don't even waste your time. Hello and welcome to Ryan Watches a Movie. This is episode number 224. My name's Adam Patterson. Joining me today, we got Kevin Rakestraw. How you doing, Kevin? Pretty good. We're also joined by Ryan Holes. How are you? Good. What movie do we have you watch this week? Apartment 143. Apartment 143. Now, I had a really hard time picking out a movie for you this week because there's just not much coming out this weekend. Okay. So, uh, the the only one that I was able to find was a found footage horror movie from uh, the, the director's name is Carl Torrens. He's the guy who directed the upcoming film Pet, which is coming out this weekend. So, yeah, I had very little... It's a reach. Got yeah. A reach going on. It's a, it's a little bit of a reach. I had a, a little... Because what's coming out this week, we have Jackie. And with Jackie, uh, the, uh, the guy that did Jackie, I think, is the guy who did... Um, he did No, is uh, Pablo oh, yeah. Lorraine. And, like, all his movies are good. Yeah, or at, so, least, or at least don't really lend themselves well to Ryan discussion. Right, exactly. So I was really reaching. I was like, okay, well, there's this Apartment 143 found footage horror. has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, boy. Let's, let, let's go for it. So this came out in 2011. Uh, I have a synopsis here. A team of parapsychologists try to figure out a strange phenomenon occurring in an apartment building. Ryan, tell us a little bit about Apartment 143? Well, uh, there's not much. <laughs> because oh, great. This is going to be a quick episode. There's enough, but there's a whole lot. Because um, okay. it's a hour 20 um, Basically, this guy wants his house passed for paranormal activity. And he listened to his, I think, 15 year old daughter. Take you somewhere else, and uh, a son who is somewhere. I'm, I'm guessing, but anyway, um, they these this paranormal team comes to mess with this house because they every now and then they hear stomping on the ceiling and the apartment building they live in. It's not very habited, and no one lives above them, so they don't know how this happens. And sometimes the phone will ring, and somebody will pick it up, and no one will answer them, and they hang up, and it'll ring right back. Ooh, spooky. And the same with the front door. Sometimes there's a knock. And they open it, and there's no one there. Oh, and <laughs> really also not too relevant to the story. Um, one of the paranormal people is either dating or married to one of the other paranormal people, but the only effect it is is. There's one scene where the guy dresses against the girl, and the girl just says, are you mad? And that's it. Other than that, it doesn't matter. 
And also, for some reason, the paranormal people have a dog that they take with them. Oh. And the dog also only plays a very small role. Is it just to get killed? No, the dog, like, there's one thing in where they hold up the dog and, like, talk to it, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the dog can be Zelda, which is kind of weird. Yeah, because my dog's name was Zelda. Um. Did it look like Adam Zelda? Sort of. There's no way. It was waiting at that breath. Like, well, it's black spot. And I'm not sure what kind of dog it was, but it looks similar to her type of dog. That's spooky. Yeah. The, the spookiest thing of all is that I actually saw this movie, and I, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> that, that's me. Like I said, they mentioned a dog, like, twice. And they show That kind of seems a little unprofessional, though. Like a, like a team of parapsychologists show up with a it's dog. Like, just it's like, like a, yeah. what do you call them? Uh, like, you know when handicapped people have dogs still. What, so what, it's like a service dog for one it, of them? No, that's a, oh, can't think of a word. It's like giving them a special sport. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like a... What do they call them? Are they comfort dogs? Comfort dogs? Therapy dogs? I can't think of a word. Like the dogs, the dogs that they take to to nursing homes. Yeah. So so the dogs there to to comfort the people that are experiencing the paranormal activities. (laughs) They're there to comfort the parapsychologists. Oh yes. (laughs) It's not. The dog's not there to like sniff out ghosts or things. Ooh, a ghost sniffing dog. There's an idea for <laughs> yeah. a movie. That, now, that would be interesting. Ghosts react as ghosts, don't they? Don't they react to ghosts? Yeah, I mean, that's... A, Supposedly. That's like a, yeah, a little um, more sensitive. That would make sense to have a dog in there for that reason. Not just to comfort people doing their fucking jobs. Well, I mean, if you need a dog to comfort you, get a, yeah. different, get a different career. Jesus. Yeah. You think you gotta look at a different career path if that's the case. You gotta take your dog with you to work just, yeah, just to uh, get yeah. through it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I would be a little I'd be a little upset if I hired a team of parapsychologists and they show up with the dog and I'd be like, Your dog's gonna stay with you the whole time? I need it for support. <laughs> I would lose all confidence in that team yeah, at that like, point. Oh, sweet. This isn't gonna work. So they set up the cameras all over this apartment. And eventually, they're, by the beginning, they're told the wife uh, in the story died uh, of illness, sickness, but they later find out that she died a car accident during what is called a, no, I can't think of that word, a schizophrenic episode. Mm. So apparently, she's real crazy. And we find out towards the end of the movie that all this is happening. They unprove that it's ghosted. And they sort of prove that the girl is, they call her a poltergeist, but she's normal. She's just a really big bitch. And she blames her dad for her mom 
dying. Hold on. Let me let me pause you there. They're, they call the daughter a poltergeist? Uh, that's not accurate. Because a poltergeist is a ghost. It's an invisible say, ghost. So who's dead here? The mom. The mom's, mom's dead. dead. The daughter's still alive. Yeah. But they're calling her the poltergeist? They're calling the daughter the poltergeist? Sweet yeah. Jesus. This team is just... <laughs> first, they're <laughs> yeah, amateurs. <laughs> first, they're bringing dogs. Second, they're like, that's a fucking poltergeist. And the guy's like, nah, that's my living, breathing daughter. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, what's happening here? Apparently, she blames her father for mom dying. Even if she doesn't know the real reason that she died. So she didn't get him the entire minute. Uh, apparently, she manifests her anger into calling on the phone or knocking on the door or stomping on the roof or doing other stuff. And at the end of the movie, she becomes possessed and she's open the air on the back, I don't know, backwards open the air floating. It's bent back. Mm-hmm. Like your and, typical kind of exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. Body uh, deform, deforming. Yes. So they go on the run to Whiskar, and all of a sudden she becomes conscious, and she's still floating, and her dad struggles to uh, touch her, and as soon as he grabs her hand, it's all. And they moved to the house, and I guess they'll have there. Hmm. <laughs> this, sounds, this sounds so fucking boring. Yeah, so what did you think of this one? Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I hate everything about it. Was there anything, anything remotely enjoyable about this? Uh, the, the one actress was kind of but That's she it. is a shitty actress. They were all shitty actors. Okay. So, it just... I just want to try and clear something up here. So, I might be a little bit confused here. So, everything just turns out to be the daughter? Well, okay. Throwing temper tantrums? The, the, the daughter in the movie, when she was possessed, has the white eye thing. Oh, yeah. So, the classic white eye. Fucking classic white eye. <laughs> all, all this stuff goes down, and they all the family moves down. The paranormal people are gathering up all their equipment, and some reason the the main guy is like just leave the last camera there for the cops. They want to see everything that happened. So they all leave, and this camera is motion activated, and it pans up to the ceiling, and you see, uh, uh, it looks like a ghost crawling at the camera, and then a piece black. Oh, please, really, no noise, please. Mm. There Does were a it... lot of jumps, guys. Did any of them get you? Uh, maybe one or two. But then I knew what's happening because they just kept happening over and over and over. So after a while, I was like, what? 
the same thing over and over and over. Yeah, you can kind of predict them after a while because they have that little stretch of like where it's kind of quiet. Yeah, there's the there's the the musical fade and it'll just be quiet for a few yeah. moments. And yeah, and they draw it you. out. They'll draw it out for a little bit, and you're like, something's coming. Someone's gonna like shut a door. Or they'll Watch do out. like the the fake the the red herring jump scare where something jumps out, but it's non threatening, like a cat in a cupboard or something, yeah. and then. And then you think it's over, and then the real jump scare happens right after. Oh, boy. Watch out. That's exactly what, like, at the end, the last camera is in the living room. And you see them walk out the door. There's no laugh, and their voices everywhere. And all of a sudden, the camera pans up after being motionless. Like a minute, hands up, ghost, black screen. <laughs> so black screen credits. Who's the ghost, though? Also, my glasses. So, because early in the movie, they say to a T that poor guys aren't ghosts and they're manifested, uh, feel feelings manifested, and there's no real. Apparition stuff happened. No, what? That sounds like complete bullshit. Just... It, it was very much a movie where they you could easily tell they did what they had to. I guess um, I don't know how to say that. Like when things were happening, you know what was gonna, it was very linear. Like you knew what happened from this. this Except mm. for all the jargon. And it, <laughs> it's what I confused you with. Oh, that fuck jargon. The tagline for this is, The first real ghost story. Oh, shit. So this this was this, the real deal. This is straight up real. I mean, what kind of tag? Like, come on, guys. Who are you fooling here? Seriously. No, that's, I mean, this it, is real. I gotta watch it now. This is a real fucking ghost story. Anybody that sees this movie will immediately know that it's not real because of the poor acting. I'm just, I'm just still really confused. I don't like there's ghosts, but there's also like the daughter gets possessed, but the daughter yeah apparently they just for like the the stomping and the door knocking. Yeah, apparently they just try to throw everything in this, and it just uh, didn't work. I'm assuming the the ghost at the end on the ceiling is the mom, and they're basically saying, "Oh, we fooled you." I love it when a movie has a twist that undermines everything that happened in the entire movie. I love that. Where where you you reach the end of a movie and you're like, oh, it was all a metaphor for blah, blah, blah. And then something happens and you're like, well, okay, that doesn't make any sense now. Yeah, and it's always fun because they're like, ooh, gotcha with twist. And it's like, nah, you just... You just like, ruined the whole movie by doing you, that. You just negated everything. Like, you just wasted my time. That's all you did. Like, good for you. You got me. You wasted my time for an hour and 20 minutes. So we also, were... also, as I was watching this, that hour and 20 minutes, they very much stretch what the content of this like, then there's long periods where there's no dialogue at all. There's nothing even happening on this. It's just, I mean, like I said, like, at the end, there's seriously probably a minute or two 
seems to be a thing too in found footage they kind of pad the runtime either by mm-hmm. just just having the camera run or they'll just I, I have think... like the camera doing like it kind of surveys you yeah know, and then they just click between the different cameras and there's like there's nothing fucking happening like if you were turning this into a movie and you're the person editing all this footage together why would you be including this well it's it's all to build suspense that's what their aim is to to build the suspense so when the scare does happen it's more intense and I think well, Paranormal Activity was the one that really kind of started that see, whole thing. Yeah, but with, see, with and that long extended shots yeah. of nothing. And the, see, that's the thing that made it so predictable is that you would go through that cycle, you know, where yeah. like I'm going to start this camera, and then we cut to this camera, and you're like, okay, we know that probably the fourth or fifth camera is where we're going to get hit with the jump yeah, scare. Yeah, I mean, but when when Paranormal Activity came out, that was something relatively new. That was something that we hadn't seen a lot of before. Yeah, but it, it man, felt fresh every, in that movie. But man, the people didn't. Oh yeah, oh oh yeah. Sure, well, because straight into the ground. Well, because you look at you look at a movie like Paranormal Activity and you see that it's a movie that was made on a shoestring budget that made a, a ridiculous amount of money. So they're like, oh, well, we can do this. You know, these movies are easy to make. They cost nothing, oh, yeah. and they're and they make money. So why not? And 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 in defense of the Paranormal Activity series, I, I didn't see the the later ones when. Back when like they they totally ran it into the ground, but I think it was the I think it was part three, the one where they used the oscillating fan. Yeah, that like, that was pretty nice. I that was a that. cool like they they do they tried to keep it fresh. And I think by the fourth one, that was it. Like game over. Yeah, because I think there's like and, twelve. And there's <laughs> there's like, a lot of them. Like again, back to the ceiling thing at the end of the movie. I do. There's a scare coming, but after like a minute, I was like, alright, but why you waste my time? I know something's gonna happen, just make it happen. <laughs> just do it already, just get it over with. Just fucking scare me, would you? God. So, we reviewed this movie on the website, actually, back in May of 2012. Wow. Yeah, Todd reviewed this for us, he gave it a three and a half. Ooh. Oh he did. He did not like it. And around this time, I saw it too. Now you got to remember, like 2012, that's when the found footage craze was just starting to pick up steam. So this was one of the kind of early, early ones to to hop on the bandwagon. Yeah. But obviously, it didn't make much of an impact for me because I literally remember nothing about this whatsoever. And so, it's interesting yeah. too because it's. This is written by Rodrigo Corte. They got mm-hmm. buried. Yeah. So Maybe that's why I saw it. More than likely. Man, this just sounds really boring. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like uh, <clears throat> A lot of the reviews that I read say that there's just not a lot here. There's just no, the scares aren't really satisfying. There's just nothing. And th- and that's another thing that these found footage, that, that's happened to these found footage movies is that they're all the same. It's just oh, people going to a house and investigating this, or people, a family that's getting haunted in their home. And it's like, just, it's the same thing over and over and over again. That isn't to say that there aren't exceptions. Um, but yeah, man, I'm glad that 2016, as shitty as 2016 was, I'm glad that there weren't that many found footage movies that came out. Let's talk about the director, shall we? So Carl's Torrens, I'm probably mispronouncing that. Uh, he... His first feature was Apartment 143. He did some short films before that. 
Uh, he did one of the segments in ABCs of Death. This says he was in ABCs of Death 2.5, so I don't know if that was one of the ones that didn't make it to the regular one. Check. All right. Yeah, because they came out with a 2.5 of ABCs of Death where they included additional shorts for some of the uh, letters. Gotcha. Uh, and that's pretty much it. <clears throat> he did Pet, which is we'll talk about in a second. Uh, before we do that, any final thoughts on Apartment 143, Ryan? No, it's about... What? That that angry teenager. You know, there's our movie that she has something to do with it. And then I guess it kind of turns out that she does. Even though I don't know why they moved. Because if she was, the problem wouldn't follow wherever they moved to. Yeah, if she's the cause of it, certainly. I just want to, I have no idea what's going on in this movie. I don't because think you need to know. I don't think they know what's going on in this movie. Apparently, this is the second time they've moved, and this prob just falls now. Well, if you've already what? moved twice, and it's, it happens yeah. wherever you move, you need to start what? looking yeah, at the family. Why wouldn't, you, why wouldn't it occur to you that something is going on with the people around you? Not just by, by chance. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Sounds like all right. an all-around waste of time. It pretty much was. I'm glad it was only an hour twenty. Yeah, thankfully it sounds like it was not very long, so. But it, it very much it did seem like more. What was the what was the real feel runtime? What did it feel like to you? I was questioning my clock I thought it was like maybe a half hour longer. So you were thinking, surely, surely this thing was an hour and 50 minutes. There was no way. Is my clock right? Does it need a new battery? Does it need to be wound? Something's happening here. I hear you. Don't you just love it when that happens in movie? (laughs) Stuck in this time vortex. (laughs) Surely I've been watching this movie for the last four and a half hours. Has to be. I'm pretty sure it's 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> then you check and it's like 6.20. Yeah, I saw a movie like that this week. Uh, same here. Same here. Oh, I know I know what movie you saw. <laughs> I swear to God, that movie was like seven hours long. It's, it's funny. It's funny. We're, we're recording this after the regular weekly show comes out. So by the time you're listening to this, we will have already talked about it. But that particular movie, I actually saw part of that this week, too. Did it? And we'll get into it then, but yeah, it's uh wow. That's a long movie. So long. Yeah. All right. Uh so let's go ahead and give you a drum roll on this, Ryan. What do you give apartment one forty three? Ooh, that's a one out of ten. He he shot that sucker off quick too. Yeah, you knew. You you knew what you were giving it. So have you heard of this movie Pet? It's uh the next movie by this this director? No. But so if, read... it's, if it's by the same director and it, like, does it associate with this movie? No, no, it's not a found footage or anything like that. It's just completely separate. I have a synopsis here. I'll just read it really quickly. A psychological thriller about a man who bumps into an old flame and subsequently becomes obsessed with her, leading him to hold her captive underneath an animal shelter where he works. But what will the victim have in store for her captor? Oh shit! She's gonna turn tables. Yeah, so it's a. Uh, I think pe- people are comparing it to Hard Candy, so it's got a kind of a Hard Candy vibe. Watch out! 
I'll give it a look. It doesn't seem as bad as Apartment 143. It doesn't doesn't seem too bad. That's what you're hoping. No, that's what I always hope when I turn on a movie. <laughs> I just hope I can get through it without wanting to claw my eyes out. Is that every movie that you hit play? You're like pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Mm, damn. So what do you what do you think about this one, Ryan? You, any interest? This guy, this guy just scarred me of this movie. So I'm just saying his name was bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think that's normal. It's a normal feeling to have when you see a really bad movie. You just want to avoid that director's next movie. Makes sense. Yeah, I'll be giving this thing a look. It doesn't have a score on Rotten Tomatoes as of now, but uh, it comes out on VOD this weekend, so might give it a look. I don't know. Uh, any final thoughts, Ryan, on either of these movies? Mm, no. As There's a, complete... a dog named Zelda. Yeah. That's a private quote part. <laughs> a dog. And they show the dog for like a minute, so if you really just want to watch that one minute, you'll be good. Oh, cool. So just <laughs> scrub, scrub ahead until you hit the, the dog part, then turn it off. Or it sounds like you could just like dog, just look at a bunch of images. You just look look at a bunch of dogs and pretend that the name is Zelda. <laughs> oh, so correct. Or I could just, if you're really interested, I could send you pictures of my dog Zelda too, if you want. Just send me an email, podcast at filmpulse.net. I'll send you over some pictures. There you go. Perfect. It's kind of a side note, but it just made me think of this since this is kind of a paranormal possession type movies. I started watching. The Exorcist TV series. Ryan, have you been watching this? I, I, uh, no, not yet. I have but I'm... Yeah, I, I wasn't interested because, you know, normally these things don't work out. And I just was like, ah, no, I love The Exorcist, but a TV show? Ah. Eh. It's on Fox, too, so it's like, eh, it's not even on FX or HBO or anything. But I, I gave it a look last night, and it's really good. I was really surprised. Yeah, it's it's excellent. Gina Davis making a return. Yeah. Yeah, Gina Davis come back. And the guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Cameron. Cameron. Cameron I can't remember his name. Can't yeah, they we were just talking about him too when we watched Carnival Park. Mm-hmm. Yep. Alright, well thank you so much for tuning in. You can send us your questions to podcast filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulsenet at filmpulsekevin and at my legs don't work. And if you have a minute, take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash filmpulse, and consider helping us out by becoming a subscriber. For Kevin Rakestraw and Ryan Holes, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week. See you later.